podcast, Happy Ensign. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our, our podcast at Happy and Single. And today is episode 54. And the title of today's episode is Incremental Changes Lead to Happiness. You know, as single people, and all I can go from is my experience as I usually just kind of explore what's kind of going on in my life or where I feel, where I feel guided to talk about. But last Sunday, as I listened to church, the thing that struck me the most is there's a scripture in, in uh, the Book of Mormon that says, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Wow. Like that is so incredibly profound. And I keep learning more and more how profound it is. I don't think, I think most single people definitely have things that they regret, definitely have things that they wish they would have done, have things they wish they would have accomplished. And the adversary works so hard on us on this. He really jumps in and just messes with us like crazy reminding us of all the times we failed. You know, I've shared that with you guys before of the song by Casting Crowns, The Voice of Truth. But it says the voice of, and it says, but the, wa- the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves, they keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you'll never win, you'll never win. Guys, for most of my life, and, you know, even today at times, I spend, tr- I spend time trying to make up for lost time. It's like I, feel, I felt my life had to go a certain way in order for me to be happy. And it hasn't gone in the slightest that way. I remember in college, you know, being so frustrated that I hadn't played football in high school. Funny enough, like, I actually felt really strongly to, well, my, my dad shared with me that he felt like, you know, he, he felt the spirit kind of tell him that I wasn't supposed to play football in high school. But it was interesting because at the time that was good enough for me. But once I got to college and it's like, oh man, everyone else, everyone else did something with their high school years. I just kind of didn't, you know, didn't feel that I could get where I wanted to be. And so I did nothing for a lot of years. And sometimes that's really, really hard. And it really sucks to just be in that state of like, gosh darn it, like why couldn't have I just got got it together back then? I don't know if you guys feel that way as well, but I, I just don't think we get to the time of, you know, being single without like without having some of those things that we think about. Like and so anyways, this this last Sunday I was I was frustrated because I'm, at least I believe, (laughs) I'm about to leave Minnesota and I had no idea that I'd be here for four months. And it's like, oh man, if I would have known that I was going to be here for four months, I would have done things totally differently. Well, number one, I didn't even take the time to ask. I didn't even take the time to ask Heavenly Father, like, hey, how long am I going to be here? Help me, help me to understand what it is you want me to accomplish here. You know, I got some guidance from my dad through a blessing, which is basically where, you know, a, a person places their hands on your head and they, 
and and they say this prayer over you and they bless you with whatever heavenly father inspires them to say and if you want to know more about that you can you can message me if if you're not familiar with that but it was interesting because i got some guidance and direction from that but i didn't take it further i didn't take it to I didn't take it myself to Heavenly Father, kind of the same way that I didn't take it back years ago when my dad said, hey, I don't, I don't feel you're supposed to play football. It was like, okay, that's good enough. And because when we take it ourselves to God, when we take it ourselves to Him and know from the Spirit, hey, this is what you are supposed to do. Well, we can own that. I mean, I so wish I would have done that, you know, back in you know, back in high school, and I, I have no idea what would have happened if I kept, you know, if I kept playing football. It wasn't like I practiced a ton and was super good or anything. I mean, even in junior high, I, I, I rode the bench pretty much, and it was, not, it was not the greatest experience of my life. I, I just never really dug into anything. Like, everything always looked so big to me. Everything looked so big. And even now, being single, it's like, oh my goodness, I look back and I'm 37. You know, that since I've been out of high school almost, let's see, I guess like 19 years. And that's crazy. And I've even been home from my church mission for almost 16 years. And sometimes those numbers just really start to add up in our head and we're like, oh my goodness, like, I'm not too far away from, I mean, I have no idea how many years I get on this earth, but I'm not too far away from being halfway over with my life. Well, what is it that I want to do? What is, it, what is it that I feel inspired and guided to do? Well, so it, anyways, I, I, I ended up just asking, you know, asking Heavenly Father and saying, hey, like, you know, how much longer am I going to be here? And I felt that there, it was a certain amount of time. And I said, okay, now, now I can plan and now I can kind of get a good idea and a decent direction. And I know I'm a little bit all over the place today, guys, but, and, and then last Sunday when I was listening in church, I just, this small and simple steps, small, but, you know, small and simple things are great things brought to pass, really stuck out like really profoundly to me. And the, and the impression that I basically got was, you know, make one incremental change this week. Don't try to make a 9,000, just make one. And so that's what I did. I said, okay, well, it, if I had been, if I had known I was going to be here for four months, the first thing I would have started doing every morning is right when I woke up or thereabouts, writing my book for 90 minutes. And guys, I'm pleased to say for you know, the last Monday through Friday, I actually did that. I wrote in the book for 90 minutes. And it was a beautiful experience. And some of the days I wrote a lot and other days I didn't write that much. And I'm in the editing phase of my book, but that just means you take out entire sections of your book sometimes and add entire sections. And I got to tell you, I am so pleased with that. I'm so proud of that. There's a song coming to my mind. It's like, you know, it's, it's something you can be proud of. It's something you can hang your hat on. And I really am. Now, 
not proud of myself in the sense of like, I know that I wrote that and I'm awesome. I know that everything I write comes through the spirit. I really do. And I love that. And it is such a beautiful experience to be a part of. But what I can be proud of is I showed up every single day for 90 minutes at the page. And I can be proud of that. Well, if I kept doing that every single day, Monday through Friday, for the rest of my life, I'm pretty sure that I would do some pretty cool things. I'm pretty sure I'd finish the book that I'm working on. And you know the funny thing is, as I was writing, I realized that one of my favorite classes in college actually turned out to be, when I was in business school, writing and speaking for business. I wrote my first book. Well, we never finished it, but me and my cousin, we wrote it when we were like nine. It was like 15 pages. It was a total ripoff of the Boxcar Children. But it was fun, and we loved it. Well, then we get to this space in our life, and it's like, oh my goodness, I, I, I got to go faster. I, I'm late. I've got to go faster. The example coming to my mind now is, it's like when we're late to somewhere and we speed up. You know, usually people end up with a ticket. That's just norm. That's what happens at times. We actually have to slow down. We have to slow down because, you know, it's not very often I, I mention about those blessings that come from Heavenly Father that I receive. Not like in those, it, it normally says how, you know, Heavenly Father acknowledges what you're doing. And he's so grateful for the work that you're doing. You know, giving you peace of mind and I actually, I love there, there was a meme that I just loved that basically said, because, you know, some, some people talk about how when somebody wrongs them that they're going to get the wrath of God. And I saw this beautiful meme that said what the wrath of God really is. And it had the scene in Narnia, in Chronicles of Narnia, where Aslan is talking to, I think it's Edmund. And it's a beautiful experience. He acknowledges the wrong that he's done, but he shows an outpouring of love. There is nothing in our lives that can ever make God love you any less. Everything comes from him. Everything. And I can tell you, if you go forward in the things that you feel you're meant to go forward in, He will provide a way. So why am I talking about incremental change? Well, like I said, I've got so many things that I want to do, and I'm, and I'm sure you do also. Like, we have so many things that we could do, and we have, by this time, we have so many things that we could do different or that we could have done different in our lives. You know, and I was, talking to a, I was talking to a friend and she brought up how you know, she had talked to some people that were you know, a lot older and they basically said how they had no regrets, how they wouldn't change a single thing about their lives.
And it's interesting because I, there are things that I look back on and it's like, no, I, I regret that choice and I regret that choice. And I wish that I would have, you know, become, you know, a rock star when I was younger. And I wish I would have, you know, worked harder in sports. I didn't learn most sports until I got back from my mission at like 21. And now I'm okay at most of them, but I'm not great or amazing. I just love to play. There's something to be said about picking one single thing that you want to get better at and focusing on that. It's like a laser can cut through with that super, super fine beam. And guys, my, my expertise on lasers is pretty slim. It's basically what, what I learned from a science class in James Bond. <laughs> so, like, don't, don't uh, quote me on that much of this, but when that laser is put very, very uh, thin, it can cut through almost anything. And I've even seen a water saw that can cut through almost anything when it has that super fast and super tiny jet coming out of it. There really is a power in focusing on one thing and doing it well. I, I know I've been the worst at you know, talking about that list of doing quite a few things for 21 minutes, but I wasn't making that big of an impact on many of them. I mean, yes, the, the guitar song is coming along, but I have a specific goal in mind for that. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to learn this part of this song this week. What is it that you are feeling inspired? As I'm talking about the things that I wish I would have done in my life, what are you guys thinking of doing in yours? What are the things that you really wish you would have started back in high school? What are the things you wish you would have started 10 years ago? So what's coming to my mind right now is this, what I've written here in my book, there's a section that I feel like I need to share with you guys. So it says, one time during his first year of high school, John went to a concert by his favorite band, On the Edge of the End. Afterwards, he ran to the backstage door and waited in anticipation to hopefully get a glimpse of his favorite guitarist, Edge Dawson. After quite some time of waiting, the door opened and John was amazed as he watched his long, long, dark-haired rock star idol come out in his black leather jacket. John asked him to sign the shirt that he was wearing and then just blurted, Man, I'd give anything to play like that. What's your name, kid? John. John Doan. You want to play the guitar? Do I ever? What, What do I do? I'd give anything to play like you. John, I have given the last 15 years of my life to play like that. Yeah, but you probably started out with way more natural talent. Kid, you missed what I said. I devoted 15 years of my life to play like that. This natural talent, as you call it, came from practice. The first day I tried, I was awful. It was on some beat-up guitar from a garage sale. Those strings cut into my fingers like tiny little daggers. I only practiced about 10 minutes. But somehow it clicked that if my rock idols could learn to play, so could I. 
So I just started practicing a few minutes a day, almost every day. When I'd miss a day, I'd just start again the next day. After a while, I got calluses on my fingers and they stopped hurting so much. I also got over worrying about not being very good and fell in love with getting better. And then I practiced for hours every day for years. But sometimes it didn't feel like practice. I just learned to love it. Really? You weren't just born with that natural talent? Ed shook his head. Kid, I've never heard of anybody born with rock star level natural talent. Nobody understands it really is just about practice. Remembering what you want each day and showing up and doing it. And John looked back at him confused. Ed smiled and said, John, until you walk the journey, it won't make sense. But Edge, it's too late for me. I'm 16 years old, and you probably started when you were like nine years old. At this thought, Edge started laughing uncontrollably. John, stop being so hard on yourself. I'm in my 50s, and I always wanted to play guitar all my life, but didn't start until my mid-30s. But it wouldn't have mattered if I'd started at 50, 60, or even 70. There really was a famous guitarist that didn't get started until he was in his 70s that went on to record and sell quite a few albums. That's actually a true story, guys. Uh, Going on, it says, John's mouth dropped open as wide as a garage door as he looked on in amazement. John, that whole idea, I'm too old to do what I want, is a lie. That never goes away. No matter how old we get, we just learn to stop listening to it. John's eyes squinched up in confusion. John, you think you had to start seven years ago. Other people think they wish they would have started when they were your age, 16. And others wish they would have started even when they were in their mid-30s. It doesn't matter how old you get, you will always wish you had started earlier. It reminds me of this old saying, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best is now. Saying that you wish you could go back is pointless because you can't. That is, unless you know someone that has a time machine, he said laughing. So how do I get rid of the voice? I've never been able to. But you can silence the voice by doing the very thing that it is telling you that you can't do. Whoa, that's super deep. Edge smiled. John, those aren't my words. It was Vincent Mango that said, If you hear a voice within you say, You cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. It's just a nagging voice in people's heads. I don't know where that voice really comes from, but I don't think it comes from me. So why is the voice there? Edge laughed. I really don't know. I just know that it is there. But John, it doesn't matter what you want to do. Anytime that nagging voice says it's too late, just trying to, it's just trying to play a trick on you. It just doesn't want you to start, and you just have to start anyways. So what do I do to start playing guitar? Just start anyways. If you want to be good at guitar, get a cheap guitar and just start off practicing every day for 21 minutes. That's less time than watching your favorite television show and a whole lot more fun and useful. And if you can't do that, just start with five minutes a day. You'll be amazed what will happen. Thanks. No problem, kid. And John did exactly that. He mowed some lawns for some neighbors and earned enough to buy a cheap guitar, and then he played it for about a week. 
He did see himself get a bit better, but just a tiny bit better. Hardly enough to even notice. But man, did his fingers hurt. And he was horrible. It didn't help that his dad kept telling him to knock off that racket each day. His fingers hurt so bad, he took one day off, and then another, and then another. And after a few weeks, he put the guitar in the closet and rarely touched it again. Another trophy to add to the pile of his shattered dreams. Now, this has been, you know, what I, what I wrote here definitely through the Spirit has been so profound for me and the few people that I've shared it with. Because, guys, where does that voice come from? It is the adversary. It 100% is the adversary. You are not going to go around thinking that you suck if it weren't for the influence of the adversary. It just works on us so hard all the time. But anytime you have a voice telling you that you can't do something, you really do. You just do it and it works. You know, over on my other page, the It's Possible guy, I talk about this It's Possible challenge of doing 21 minutes a day on the thing that you want most. For me, I use that time to play the guitar. And I do miss days every now and then. And it's okay. We got to stop being so hard on ourselves, guys. Could you imagine if you just made one small change and just stuck with it every week? How do we know what to change? Well, it's the thing that you want. It's the thing that you're... Whenever you're jealous of somebody or upset or frustrated with that they're further along in some aspect of their life than you are, that just means that's something that oftentimes you want. But the only way you're going to get it is by showing up and getting it. There are two voices. There's the voice of the adversary. There's the voice of the spirit. And the trick to life is learning. Now, learning the difference between the, t- between the two. When I was talking to, you know, Case Kenny about this, you know, he kind of said, yeah, it's the sec- you know, that's the secret to life is, you know, learning the difference between the two. And I liked how he articulated that. And like, I've, I, you know, I totally agree. Because if I can listen and follow whatever incremental change that I'm, I, I need to make, just make it. It, it might be for you whatever's coming to your mind right now. I don't know what it is. You know, and I think sometimes we have so many things that we want to do that we want to take them all on at once. That's not the greatest idea. There's a scripture in the Bible in Luke 2, verse 52, and it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. He increased. He grew. And, and he also grew in a balanced life. You know, in our, in our church recently, they've had all of the children set goals in each of these areas. 
you know, increase your wisdom, you know, essentially your, your knowledge, have a physical, so, you know, have that, uh, you know, intellectual type goal and then have a physical goal, have a spiritual goal and have a social goal. I think that's a great idea. You don't have to start off all with them all at once. You could simply start off with, like I said, the thing that you want the most. And it doesn't even have to fit in any of those categories. I, I think so often though we do, we tend to beat ourselves up so much more than anybody else would. And don't put this off, guys. Whatever change is coming to your mind right now, no matter how simple it may be, it might be, hey, start waking up five minutes earlier. It might be, hey, start going to bed five minutes earlier. I don't know what it is for you. There was a beautiful inspirational talk given by a religious leader in mine named Diederich Uchtdorf called Daily Restoration. You guys can look it up online. But one of the things he talks about is how change it happens gradually. Now he says here that most of the changes in our spiritual lives, both positive and negative, happen gradually, a step at a time. And it's that way in all of our lives. So if it's going to happen gradually anyways, we need to just understand and accept that. We need to just understand that, hey, I can just start off this little thing. And you know what, there's going to be things that you guys can, you know, jump into even more, but especially when, when you're just barely getting started and you haven't done a lot of the things that you've really wanted to do for most of your life, then it is, it's about those incremental changes. And he goes on to say, if we seek it, surely God shall give unto us knowledge by his Holy Spirit. Yea, by the unspeakable gift of the Holy Ghost, as often as we ask, he will teach us the way and help us follow it. And then he says, as our days go, so go our lives. And then he actually quotes uh, Michael Crichton, the author of Jurassic Park, that says, a day is like a whole life. You start out doing one thing, but end up doing something else. You plan to run an errand, but never get there. And at the end of your life, your whole existence has that same haphazard quality too. Your whole life has the same shape as a single day. And then he, and then he goes on to say, do you want to change the shape of your life? Change the shape of your day. Do you want to change your day? Change this hour. Change what you think, feel, and do at this very moment. A small rudder can steer a large ship. Small bricks become magnificent mansions. Small seeds can become towering sequoias. Minutes and hours well spent are the building blocks of a life well lived. They can inspire goodness, lift us from the capacity of imperfections, and lead us upward to the redemptive path of forgiveness and sanctification. And then he goes on and talks about how God is a God of new beginnings. You know, the sublime end of all of his labor is to help us, his children, succeed in our quest for, for immortality and eternal life. And I think he really wants us to have joy even as we're here. And then he even says, we're, we're all going to drift from time to time, but we just got to get back on course. 
We just have to trust ourselves, guys, and, and we have to slow down. We, he says we, we can navigate our way through the darkness and trials of this life and find our way back to our loving Heavenly Father if we seek and accept the spiritual landmarks He has provided. Embrace personal revelation and strive for daily restoration. I love that. Like Embracing personal revelation is embracing that which the Spirit tells us. The messages that come, like I said about an hour and a half ago or whatever it's been by now, um, like I had the impression that I, the reminder that, hey, you still need to do your podcast. It's like, ah, I'll do it later. I got this football game to watch. <laughs> so we, we get a choice of when we listen and if we listen. But, and the thing is also that I want to point out, because I don't know if you guys are like me, but there are plenty of times that I really do. I feel just super late in life and that life hasn't gone the way that I've wanted it to go. Well, the interesting thing is, number one, your life isn't over. There's an amazing song that I'm probably going to quote on, or at least tell you guys about on almost every podcast, but it's called Glorious Unfolding by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And it says, take a rest from the fight. Don't try to figure it out. And basically, your life is a glorious unfolding, and it's still unfolding, and it's still unfolding, and it's still unfolding. And you know the funny thing? Sometimes we look at somebody else that had it all and they threw it away. I mean, there are many celebrities that have, that have died, you know, many of their own cause. You know, Elvis Presley died when he was 42 years old. He had it all. He had everything. So it's interesting. We, we have this lie, as I, as I shared from my writing, that we're too late. guys. That is the biggest lie the adversary uses, and it works quite often. So we just have to recognize it for what it is. There's another scripture that says in the Book of Mormon, 2 Nephi 2, verse 14, at the very end it says, there are things to act and things to be acted upon. We get to decide if we're going to be the thing to act or if we're going to be the thing to act upon to be acted upon. You have a choice. When we act, when we plan, when we, when we follow this voice, we do better than when we're acted upon. So I'm not sure what it is for you that you need to act on, but what incremental change is it that you need to make in your life? What is the thing that you want most? That if you just started doing a little bit every day. So today, you have roughly three weeks left in the month of November. What do you want to do in the month of November? I, I was playing around with something today. Well, one of the things I like to do is play in the land of possibility. Well, I was sitting there and... My, my little nephew actually got his own planner. He's like, you know, not nine years old and he just got his own planner. And so we were kind of sitting down and we were thinking about what would be the fun things to do in, in the month of November. And he, he's like, oh, I'd love to go see a hockey game. And I'm like, oh, well, 
they're quite a ways away from your house. And then it's like, oh, wait, we, we possibly could make that work. And, you know, and it, it was interesting as I did that, there was this spirit of faith. There was this spirit of excitement. So, so my invitation to you guys, what is the incremental change that you feel guided to make? And also, if you're willing, take out a blank piece of paper, preferably one without lines. But if you have to have lines, that's okay too. And I want you to just write everything that would be really, really fun to do in November. This is not committing to it. This is simply playing in the land of possibility and saying, oh my goodness, if I could do this, that would be super cool. And if I could do that, that would be super cool. And if I could do that, that would be super cool. And just play. But start making those incremental changes in your life. So once again, what is that incremental change? And then go play in the land of possibility. Write everything down on that sheet that you'd love to do in November and then take a look at each of them and say, okay, well, which of these would I love to actually put into some sort of a plan to get them done? Or even just, you know, put them on a, you know, a a short list of things that you really like to do so that it's right there, right in front of you. And then go have fun. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.